Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. What's in a name? Luke 1 and verse 31 says, Listen carefully. You will conceive in your womb and give birth to a son, and you shall name him Jesus. Our, our title today is What's in a Name? What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. That was what Juliet said to Romeo from the Shakespeare tragedy named Romeo and Juliet, one of the classical plays from the late 16th century. By the way, do you like your name? What does it mean? I love my name, and I hope you love your name too. After all, it's your name. But let us talk about the name Jesus. The first time we hear the name Jesus in the Bible is when the angel Gabriel visited Mary the Virgin from Nazareth more than 2,000 years ago and told her that she was going to be the mother of the promised Messiah. Nothing is said of the meaning or the significance of the name, that is, until her fiancé Joseph got a dream to confirm Mary's story about her mysterious pregnancy. In that dream, the angel said, She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. What's in a name? Mary did not get the meaning of the name of the son she was going to birth. In the message she heard about the person, but it was Joseph who got the meaning of the name. Does that mean that every child who is given the name Jesus will carry the same meaning? Certainly not. So now we are faced with the famous Shakespeare question, what's in a name? More than you imagine, I say. The name Jesus is the English translation of a Hebrew name, Yeshua or Joshua, which means salvation or to save. The truth is that Jesus, this Jesus that we're talking about, was not the first person to carry that name and that it was given to many other boys in that culture. It is therefore significant that the angel gave a meaning to the name to Joseph to distinguish Mary's Jesus from others with the same name. The Messiah, who was also called Jesus, carried that name throughout his earthly ministry. But of significance is something that Jesus himself said about the name. In John 14 verses 10 through 14, we read, Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Jesus laid down something that was going to be important to the disciples after he returned to heaven. Follow his line of reasoning. He tells the Jewish disciples that he and God the Father are one, they are equal, they are related. You've seen me, you've seen the Father. That was radical to a Jewish listener because traditionally they regard Jehovah God as one eternal God. And so now here is their master teacher for the past three and a half years telling them that he and the Father are one. 
But then he makes the promise that if anyone believes in him, will do the miracles that he did these last three and a half years. The big piece of his message, however, is what is critical. He says, anything you ask the Father in my name, the name of Jesus, will be done. How could Jesus say that? (laughs) Two passages help us to understand it. In Matthew 28 and verse 18, we read, Then Jesus came to them and said, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. You heard me well. Follow what Jesus is saying. He and his father, Jehovah, are one. And he says that anything you ask of his father in his name, it will be done. Jesus is stating that his name carries power. It carries weight in heaven. Well, he explains that he was not creating an imaginary narrative, that something happened to substantiate this claim. His father, Jehovah, has given him all power in heaven and in earth. So it makes sense that when you pray and say, in the name of Jesus, you are using the name Jesus to open doors for you. But it gets better. Here's what happened after with the resurrected Jesus. Therefore, God has highly exalted him to the highest place and given him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Not only did he get the name Jesus for a name's sake, what therefore is in a name? The name Jesus belongs to the Son of God. When you pray in the name of Jesus, you get the Father's attention because the Father has eternally given all power to the bearer of the name Jesus. This is because the Father was so pleased with what Jesus did. When he died, he was fulfilling the meaning given to Joseph that he, Jesus, will bring salvation to the world. The crowning statement about the name Jesus and the bearer of that name is that the name has become so powerful that when the name Jesus is called, angels, humans, demons, every creature in heaven and earth and under the earth will bow and confess that Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, the Savior, he is Lord. What's in a name? What's in a name Jesus? I tell you, power salvation, eternal life.